0: this time next Friday we will know who the Carolina Panthers draft pick is and I cannot wait to get there but we still have six days until we find out who will be the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft which means today is the final weekly Friday mailbag before we get that answer so why not answer some of your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here Locked on Lockdown Panthers. You are Locked on Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always. Always Julian Council talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and yes, Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council. I don't have a blue check mark anymore. Don't really care, but at Julian Council, that's me. Where on Fridays, like today, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun. And affordable, that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NFL60 and use code NFL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Six days from now, we will know who the Carolina Panthers will be selecting in the NFL draft at number one overall. And a week from now, we'll be talking about who the Carolina Panthers selected number one overall in the 2023 NFL draft. Cannot wait for that day to get here. It's been a long, arduous, not really, it's just, y'all, when you sit here and you talk about this every day and you're the only one speaking, it can be a lot, trying to find different angles and try to find different storylines. That's why I've employed plenty of people. I didn't pay anybody to come on here and talk about the Panthers, but that's why I've gone out there and asked a lot of folks to join the show. going to have Dane Brugler on Monday. I already had that conversation, by the way, you're going to see in that episode where um, I have more hair. And my face isn't shaven, So that was recorded on Thursday, by the way, just to kind of take you behind the scenes. But he had a lot of good things to say. So definitely check that out on Monday leading up to the draft. Mike K. from the Charlotte Observer. i going to talk to him as well coming up next week. So a lot of good stuff still for y'all. And it's been a long time with the draft. And knowing March 10th that the Carolina Panthers are going to draft number one overall. But I'm happy that we're almost there. And, yeah, you're going to say, hey, Julian, we need to talk about when the draft is over. Okay, well, we still got OTAs, got mandatory minicamp. We'll be talking about who they drafted. There's going to be plenty of things to talk about until we get to like mid-June, then it's going to be kind of rough. Don't worry about me. I'll be okay. Let's get into it, though. The Weekly Friday Mailbag. That's why you're here. Six days until the draft. You want your questions answered. And I've been telling y'all, best questions get on the show. And y'all have heeded the call as I'm going to expand the mailbag today because the questions are pretty good. Now, it's also pre-draft. Want more questions to get on the show. So that's what we're doing. But still, I'm imploring you. Ask the best question possible to ensure that you're on the show. If you don't, get on the show. It's not always because your question wasn't good enough. Maybe someone was better, and maybe I just didn't have time to get it in. But either way, going to get to it right now here on Locked on Panther. Starting off with Alan, who says, I actually have two questions. How dare you? And I've hesitated sending them, but I figured, what the heck? I guess I put the fear in y'all to make sure you ask a good question. He says, one, how likely do you think all the Bryce Young number one pick rumors are to bait the Texans into a trade so that they so that we can get a first round pick for next year? Take Stroud this year and number two at number two and pair him with Marvin Harrison, Jr.? And two, are you as hopeful as I am that the Panthers can one day lure Luke Keekley back to Carolina as a coach and possibly a future defensive coordinator? I just think how with him, how, with how intelligent he is, he was on the field, giving him a bird's eye view of the field and microphone into the defensive captains here would ruin defenses. Um, I guess offense is what you meant. Yeah, so let's start with the first one. Uh, the first one, no. I do not think that it's a smokescreen. I said earlier this week... When there's smoke, there's fire, and this certainly, to me, does not feel like a smoke screen from the Carolina Panthers. They don't have to hide who they're going to take. Yes, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell would like for them to keep it under wrap so we're not getting there to Thursday night and Kansas City and everyone knows who they're going to take. Now, all the reporting in the last three weeks has been that Bryce Young is the pick. And according to some people, Bryce Young has always been the pick. Some have told us, like Matt Miller, that they moved for C.J. Stroud. I had a conversation with someone on Thursday, um, Dane Brugler coming up on Monday, who told me that Bryce Young has always been the pick for the Carolina Panthers. We'll see. I just have a hard time seeing him moving back. And it's the David Tepper aspect of he wants to control the draft. He wants to be able to take someone number one overall. He wants the cachet that comes with that. And also, why would you give up all that, including DJ Moore? Like, you're not getting DJ Moore back if you trade back to two. You've already given him away. And maybe you can find his replacement next year with Marvin Harrison Jr. That would be awesome. You also have to understand that you can't just bank on next year's draft. You have no idea what could happen. Think about a player like, um, God, what's his name from Clemson? Who, got, who hurt his neck, um, who now is with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know people are probably yelling at me right now. Justin Ross. Justin Ross looked like a surefire top pick. Gets injured, feels like he has a career-ending in, in, injury, ends up not being the case. But where's he at right now? That could. Ha- I'm not saying it's going to happen to Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm just telling you, you can't just bank on next year's draft to be able to go fix that issue. And you've already gotten rid of DJ Moore. My thing is, they're going to take Bryce Young number one, it looks like. They're not moving off of number one. Scott Fitter told you earlier this week that that's not what they want to do. So I do not think that's going to happen. I do not believe this has been a smokescreen. I truly believe that they want Bryce Young, and that's who they're going to take, number one overall, coming up Thursday night in the draft. Now, your second question about Luke Keekley why can't y'all just let Luke Keekley live? Luke came back, was a scout, decided after a year he didn't want to do it. Y'all freaked out when he went to Buffalo to hang out with Sean McDermott and people he knows better than the ones who are actually here in Carolina now. I just want Luke Keekly to be happy. happy. If he wants to be on TV, great. If he wants to be a coach, great. If he just wants to fly fish up on South Mountain and do nothing the rest of his life, even better. I just want the dude to be happy. Maybe he gets back into football. It's hard to think that he would stay away from football. Um But I'm not someone here who's jonesing for Luke Kiku to come back. I want the best defensive coordinator possible. I'm sure he would be a good enough football coach. But I have no idea whether he actually would be a good DC. I just want Luke Kiku to be happy. That's all I've wanted. Looking at him a couple years ago, that Thursday night football game against the Eagles where he's crying, getting the concussion. I just wanted in that moment for that guy to be healthy, to live a long life, to not have issues. After playing football, especially with CTE and the brain issues and all that, that comes with sometimes of guys having the issues that he had with concussions in the NFL, I want him to be happy. If he wants to play, if he wants to come back and coach, and that's going to make him happy, by all means, cannot wait. For me, I, I don't really care whether he comes back to Carolina or not. I just want the dude to live a fruitful life, which he has plenty of money, uh, but his happiness is more than just that. All right, going over the Kurt now. Uh, Do any of the gaps between picks make you nervous for the Panthers and make you want to trade down at 39 to get one or two more picks? Or, as you said, Thursday is six picks for six needs good enough for you. 39 to 93 is a lot of good players off the board, and then no picks after 145 where you can find some solid depth. You always have UDFAs, so so maybe nothing at 145 is really not that big of a deal. Maybe the Panthers trade back from 93. Maybe they trade back from... 114 or 132. Um, that that could be what they decide to do. I don't think they're going to trade back from 39. I understand where you're coming from, that they could end up getting more picks. I don't know if they want more picks. I brought up also on Thursday that going into 2021 draft, Scott Fitter made it known that they wanted more selections than what they had, which I believe was either six or seven. They end up with 11 picks. I don't look at this roster as a roster that needs to bring in 11 guys or 10 guys or nine guys, I think they're good with six because whoever you bring in like 39, I believe that's a player who's going to come in and actually contribute. And speaking of Dame Dame Brugler, who you can hear from on Monday, he said to me as well that 39, you can get an immediate contributor and looking at edge corner wide receiver. That's what the Panthers need. They need someone who can come in and help this team immediately. You're looking at 93 And 114, 132, 145, you're not looking at guys that are going to come in and start right away. You're looking at depth guys. And the Carolina Panthers certainly need depth. I don't know if they need to move back from 39 to go out there and create that depth. I think they stay at 39. They get a good player. Again, Scott Fitter said between 20 and 45 was where really the meat of the draft was. cannot see him having said that, not giving away that pick, and then deciding, let me trade out. Unless there's just a massive run that corner and wide receiver and edge, and it just makes no sense at all for the Carolina Panthers to stay at 39. But that's the case. you got to think that some teams also behind them might not feel like it's worth them moving up. I, I just think that 39, they're going to stay there, and that's probably the right decision for the Carolina Panthers. All right, let me take a quick pause here on the show, come back and answer more of your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here unlocked on panthers y'all tomorrow something exciting is coming to built.com on april 22nd which is tomorrow i don't have all the details just yet but the excitement is real and it's something you won't want to miss if you know how built works they have the most incredible protein bars in the world and they do these amazing flavor drops of unreal flavors in limited quantities so mark your calendars For tomorrow, and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd. Again, tomorrow, to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I cannot wait to see what this new flavor is. Make sure, though, when you go to Built.com to use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get your 15% off. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off when you go to Built.com. All right, let's get back into Weekly Friday Mailbag drafts in six days kelly is wanting to know we have a general consensus that bryce young will be the panthers first pick in your opinion why should the panthers select bryce young why should the panthers select cj stroud the carolina panthers select should select should select a little tongue-tied the carolina panthers should select bryce young because he's the best quarterback in this draft if bryce young was not 5'10", 204, which is what he weighed at the combine, probably really 195 playing weight. If Bryce Young was 6'3", 220, there would be no discussion at all, none. He would be the number one pick, no questions asked. He's the best player in this draft at quarterback. He's been the best quarterback in college football the last two years. Won Heisman in 2021. Last year, might have had a better season. And you can look at Alabama's record all you want. does not matter. Bryce Young was the reason why they were able to win at Texas. He was the reason why they should have won at Tennessee. He was the reason why they got the overtime in Baton Rouge against LSU in a losing effort. Bryce Young did not have great offensive talent next to him last year. He had Jameer Gibbs, but outside of that, those guys were not good. And we'll see how much NFL talent from that offense – Skill-wise, ends up in the NFL. They weren't great last year at Bama around him. And I know it's Bama. I understand it five stars, it's Alabama. How how can you say that? If you watch the games, you saw what Bryce Young was dealing with. They had to start a tackle from Vanderbilt. A transfer from Vanderbilt. That's how bad his O-line was in 2021. Alabama standards, But that's how bad their O-line was, and he still won the Heisman Trophy. Had Jameson Williams, John Mechie, that helped. Bryce Young... Is the smartest quarterback in his draft. Look at the C, at, uh, the S2 score. He is a quarterback that comes from a great background. His dad's a psychologist. That's helped him football-wise. And, yeah, he's been he's small. He's been small his whole life, but he's been able to adapt and adjust and be the best player in college football. Yes, there's injury concerns, but he didn't have him in college. So why all of a sudden do you think it's going to happen now in the NFL? It could, but I think Bryce Young's the best quarterback in this draft. C.J. Stroud has all the tools that you're looking for. He's got the height. He's got the right size. He's got a strong arm. Accurate. Comes from a great program. Great pedigree from Ohio State. Don't care what other Ohio State quarterbacks have done or have not done in the NFL. Calm, cool, collected kind of dude. And everything you saw from C.J. Stroud against Georgia on New Year's Eve is everything he can be in the NFL. High floor, don't know how high the ceiling is. There's no concern about that guy coming into the league in being able to have success, especially around this coaching staff. So they should take C.J. Stroud because he has all the physical tools that you want. He has the intangibles of being a great leader, being able to handle the pressure of being in that pressure cooker of Ohio State in Columbus, which is going to be way more pressure than coming here to Carolina, man. The expectation every year at Ohio State is to win a national championship. In Carolina, what's the expectation? To make the playoffs, it's not going to be nearly as... High stakes, as it was for him, his two years as a starter in Columbus. He's ready for the moment here in Carolina. So that's one of the reasons. That's multiple, That's a couple of the reasons why they should take C.J. Stroud, since you asked. But I believe they'll take Bryce Sean. All right, let's go over to Steve-O, who says, Why wouldn't the Panthers draft Anthony Richardson? We have a vet quarterback signed for him to sit. If he even needs to sit at all, the staff is built to develop a quarterback, so why not draft the guy with all the intangibles to be developed by the staff? In the long run, it will be a better investment. Do you feel the same way? Honestly, man, I'm starting to get there. I really am. I'm starting to get to the point where it feels like Anthony Richardson is the right pick. And – To some of y'all, that's going to sound crazy. You're going to talk about his, his completion percentage. You're going to talk about the games that he played at Florida where he did not look great, especially against Georgia. You're going to look at that. When you watch Utah, you watch the game against Tennessee last year, and you look at just the intangibles that you cannot teach and the physical traits, why not take that guy? In the NBA, you're taking the athlete and developing the player. In the NFL, why not do the same thing? And yes, quarterback, a vitally important position, the most important position in the NFL in the game of football. You can't get it wrong. You have to have one to compete. But you have the staff built around the quarterback to succeed. They said it the other day. Scott Fitterer said it, that they have the staff in place. Your job is to coach him. Why can't you take the athlete and turn him into a quarterback? And looking at some of the, the tape, and listen to people who really looked at it and and delved into what he's done, he doesn't look to run. He stays in the pocket. He goes through his progressions. Yeah, you got to clean up some of the mechanics, especially his lower half. That's the point of the coaching staff here, and that would be the point of potentially sitting him. And there's many people who think that he's not that much of a project, that he could come in and actually play right away. I I would be down with it, man. I'm starting to really get to the point where I love Bryce Young. Don't get me wrong. I still think Bryce Young is the top guy in his draft class. He's the best quarterback I've seen. And yet, though, no question with him and even CJ Stroud. How much better can they get? Anthony Richardson's best football is still ahead of him. And this is a good situation. This is the ideal situation for every quarterback, but particularly Anthony Richardson. Why not? Andy Dalton, he can come in and play. The Panthers aren't going to do anything this year anyways, probably, y'all. Like, it's not like they're going to compete for a Super Bowl. Maybe they win a division. But that's not really the expectations. The expectations coming in is like, hey, be competitive, look better, be competent in offense, and let's see something from the rookie quarterback to have us believe that they can be somebody. And the Panthers can take over the NFC South again. That's really what this season's about. It's not about going out and winning Lombardi. It's not necessarily even about going to the playoffs. It's about establishing a winning culture moving forward. Why can't Anthony Richardson be the guy to do that here, to help them build something? <sighs> I love Bryce. But man, it's really hard for me to not sit here and just jump right into the Anthony Richardson pool and be like, this is the guy. I had a, I was I went on WCNC, uh, the local NBC station here, on Thursday with Nick Carboni, and I was talking to... um one of the meteorologists in there and she is a Florida alum. She's like, I hope they take Richardson. I was talking to her, man, like, man, that might make a lot of sense. Just looking at that dude. And like you trip to number one, you got to make a splash. And that would be the biggest splash to take that athlete, that body, that arm and the potential that's there and to hone it, craft it and turn that into the best quarterback in the league. It's possible. I kind of feel the same way. But I do still feel like Bryce Young. That's funny, because I talked about is Stroud the safe pick and Bryce Young the right pick. Now I feel like Bryce Young and Stroud are both the safe picks, and Anthony Richardson might be the right pick. But we'll see what happens. All right, over the van, who says, what pick in Panthers history had the best return of investment? For each position group. Oh, for each position group. Who, who are our Bradys at 199 Okay, well, I didn't read the position group, but he's talking about a return on investment. Um, bar none. The best return on investment in Carolina Panthers history is Steve Smith. Third round pick, pick 74. Small, diminutive receiver who's going to go to the Hall of Fame. You got him in the third round. Like, Steve Smith, what, like five 5'9"? How many people were looking at Steve Smith as being one of the best receivers in the history of the NFL coming out of Utah? I can't imagine that many. I'm sure he believed it. I believe Steve Smith Sr. has to be the best return on investment the Carolina Panthers have ever gotten in a draft. Like you look at some honorable mentions. Josh Norman, round five, uh pick one hundred forty three, uh, Captain Munerlin, fourth round. Oh, he's seventh round, rather. Uh what, pick six two one six, two sixteen? Yeah, those two guys for sure, but Steve Smith has to be the best return on investment. I, as far as each position group, man, that's a that's a lot of players, man. So I'm sorry about that. I missed your I kind of misread that at first, man. Uh maybe I'll DM you the rest, but uh Steve Smith certainly the best return on investment for the Carolina Panthers and their history. All right, uh take one more pause here, come back, answer the rest of your weekly Friday Mailbag questions right here on Locked on Panthers. All right, let's get back into it over to Josh, who says, if if this year's number one pick is Tepper's pick, what happens if he demands they draft the guy he wants and doesn't work out and it doesn't work out again? Just like with Matt Rule, Tepper's choice has the potential to set us back three years or more if he gets it wrong. Yeah, if Tepper gets it wrong, if Fitter gets it wrong, Wright gets it wrong, they're fired in three seasons and the Panthers are right back there still rebuilding it's not just Tepper. It's those other guys, but in terms of what you're talking about with your question, I've said, and that's my words. That this is Tepper's pick. David Tepper signed off on them to go. Number one, David Tepper has been on the road for a reason. And Nicole Tepper has been there with him too. Cause he's like, Hey, you got that rule thing wrong. And I've seen, I saw somebody tweet this out before. Some woman saying like, if my husband hired Matt rule, I would be there too. <laughs> which I think it's just so, funny. yeah, it's so funny. Um, David ever can't get this wrong, y'all. The Panthers can't get this wrong. We can't sit here for three, four more years with bad quarterback play. And honestly, it's probably like another five, six years they get it wrong. Because you're going to sit there and you have to wait. It takes about three years to find out whether you got the right guy or not. The Panthers cannot be waiting that long to find out whether they got the right guy if they get this one wrong. like They, they got to wait three years and got to wait another three years. We can't be waiting six years to get it right. And I look at this as Tepper's pick because you've looked at the carousel of quarterbacks that have been terrible here, that have broken down physically. Tepper does not want to live that life anymore. So for me, I just cannot see him being in that war room, having gone on the road, talk to these quarterbacks, talk to Scott, talk to Frank, talk to Dan, talk to Cole, talk to everyone within that organization, Adrian Wilson, and be willing to take someone he doesn't believe in. I believe to be willing to sign off on that. Yes, he hired these men to do a job, but he's been there the whole time as an active participant. And I've been saying this for a long time. that David Tepper, he's not necessarily a meddling owner. He's an active participant in what's going on here in Carolina. When he took over the team, Appaloosa Management, he's not focused on that anymore. This is his main focus. Tepper Sports Entertainment, bringing up these washed old acts to Bank of America Stadium, bringing a soccer team. The Panthers and what's going on with them. That's what his primary focus is on. And it's a good thing in a way, but it's also can be a bad thing if he's too hands-on. I don't think he's too hands-on right now. I believe that David Tepper letting Scott Fitter and Frank Reich and the scouts and everyone else do their job. But I'd be damned if I believe that David Tepper is not going to have some sort of say in who they take. He might not have the final say, but he's going to certainly have to say, yeah, I agree, that's a good player. Because we've seen the videos in the past of – them doing their own mock draft on the whiteboard. Tepper was sitting in there. He's meeting with them. So, yeah, there should be some sort of concern because what has he shown you the last couple of years I have a lot of faith in the man football-wise and Panthers-wise. Not very much. I, I don't know how concerned I really am right now. But don't get it twisted. This is Tepper's pick, whether it really is Tepper making the pick or not. All right, over to Will now. When Cam was our quarterback, he had an, electric, an electricity that ignited our fan base and the Carolinas, and the world, of course. Uh, now that it is looking like Bryce is going to pick, be the pick, do you think he can have the same effect that Cam did to some degree? Bryce Young is not Cam Newton as far as personality. I had someone ask me this the other day. Is Bryce Young just too reserved to be able to gain respect in the locker room? And I brought up how Sam Darnold, pretty quiet guy, not good. So that was main, the main issue. Justin Herbert, very quiet guy, baller. Can you play or not? And the fan base will be electrified if Bryce Young balls. That's all that matters. Can you play the game? We've had a bunch of dudes who cannot play the game. Baker Mayfield, talks to talk, did not walk the walk. So people in the locker room love him. Sometimes they don't love him. He talks a big game. Did he come out here and play a big game? No. What matters is, can you perform on Sundays? I believe Bryce Young can perform on Sundays. I don't know if he will. I believe he can. And if he does, people are going to be fired up. That's all you need is for Bryce Young to play well and for the team to win. And he'll have the same impact on the fan base that Cam Newton did. He might not be as charitable. He might not be as effervescent and have that big smile that Cam had. But if he goes out there, they go 15, I guess 16-1 and now. They go 16-1, and get to the Super Bowl you think people are going to care about how big Bryce Young's smile is or how loud he is or how loud he's not? No. Only thing are going to care about is all the W's that he's stacking up, y'all. All right, final question from Bruce, who asked me, have you heard of any expectations from Amari Barno this year? Played outside linebacker in DN in college. Seems to have the build and speed for an edge opposite Burns or at least a third down pass rush specialist. At some point this offseason, I really want to talk about some of the players who I believe can really benefit from having this new uh, coaching staff, both on offense and on defense. I, and Amari Barno could be one of them. 3-4 is what he fits. I don't look at him as being uh, a 4-3 kind of guy. Now that he can stand up, he can put his hand in dirt too if he wants. But now he can stand up, I, he could develop into that. And he's only going into the second year. And he was a middle-round draft pick. So it wasn't like we were thinking he was going to come in here and light the world on fire last year. It wasn't really like we thought he was going to come in and be much of a contributor. I think Mari Bono has a chance to be somebody who could help this team down the road. I don't know whether he will, but I think he has the chance to do it because he's still on the roster. And there's a new coaching staff here. So I, don't have, I haven't heard any expectations about Amari Barno. I think it's a little bit early. Once they get down to OTA's mandatory minicamp, and also understand that, this coaching staff didn't bring him in here. They barely know him. This is the second week of working with him. If he, I, Matt, I think he's there. I don't know whether this, I feel, this is probably the voluntary part of the offseason. Don't see why he wouldn't be there. Don't see why most of the guys wouldn't be there also because you're going to get the installs that you need to be going over the playbook. We'll see what he does. And that goes into at 39. When you have Barno, you have Haynes, you have Luvu who were able to produce last year, is it that big of a? A need at edge, or are there already people on the roster? Namely Amari Barno, who you just brought up. We'll see how it plays out. But I do think he has a role to play at some point here in Carolina. How soon will that be? To be determined. All right, that's gonna wrap up this edition of the On Panthers Podcast, a part of the On Podcast Network, hosted by yours Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council. That is my Twitter handle. I don't think anyone would ever want to impersonate me. Why would they want to do that? That would be insane. But at Julian Council, we're on Fridays. You can either at me or DM me to get in your weekly Friday mailbag questions. And no mailbag next week. going to have draft reactions. There will be plenty of that. We'll have a mailbag the following week. So I guess the next mailbag should be on May 4th. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. So that will be the next mailbag. So uh, just let you know that. You can still send in questions, but just know that the earlier you send in, the least likely they're probably going to get on the show because they're probably not going to really be that relevant once we get to May 5th. But maybe they are. Evergreen questions are always good. But I imagine that you're probably going to ask questions that are actually about things that just happened. So there you go. At me, DM me on, on Twitter, at JulianCouncil. But in the meantime... Be safe, be happy, be whole, as always. Keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Monday as Dane Brugler from The Athletic joins me right here on Locked on Panthers.